Let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix. Rad is across the table. My name is Yanni Bormeister and we are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the online program that balances strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us plus both our epic gym and home UMS programs. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Before we get started, I always like to give a big shout out to anyone watching on our YouTube channel. Remember to hit that like button the more likes we get the more people will see this great content and always subscribe if you like what you see i'm super excited to announce that today we have phil white from adpt physio joining us and the great sebastian orob aka bass from australian strength coach and the strength system.com yeah it's great to have you here bass and if you didn't know bass started work in the fitness industry in 2004 first as a personal trainer and strength coach and then moved into personal trainer education Five years ago, Bass stopped coaching one-on-one in the gym and moved to running face-to-face workshops, online education, and coaching strength training. Bass has coached professional athletes from a variety of sports, including rugby, UFC, boxing, CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, and fitness modeling. His most recent project is a program design software for personal trainers. That sounds awesome. Um, Thanks for joining us again, Bass, and thanks for joining us, Phil. Thank awesome. you for having me. It's been uh, it's been a long time since yeah, I saw you last. Yeah. It's always great to catch up. Always, <laughs> always, <laughs> absolutely. It feels like it was just yesterday that we had you in here. Yeah. So About five minutes ago. <laughs> look, today I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your recent transformation because for so many years I've watched you. I mean, when you were um, for those of you that didn't know, Bass used to uh, train his clients out of Unity Gym, and I remember when I. Uh, first asked you, so this was after, long after we'd first met, but when I first asked you how much you weighed, you were somewhere between 90 and 95. I think you were competing in the under 90. And then you got up to well above 110, right, at your at your top. And I've, and I've watched you on social media. We've chatted to you at your heaviest weights. What was the heaviest you got to? 118, which I don't know what it is in pounds, it's like 260-ish pounds. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And how so, tall are you just for those? 179, on, but I say six feet in shoes, so yeah. we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's but, what you um, tell the girls. Yeah. That's what we tell the girls. <laughs> Recently, I've seen you on social media. We haven't seen each other face-to-face for six months or so, but you've been uh, you know, talking about that you're losing weight and that you're cutting calories. I saw you recently do a post um about doing a 70 kilo dumbbell press and you you were really planning on getting a lot more reps but you only got seven and everybody knows seven reps doesn't count doesn't do anything for you unfortunately um (laughs) uh, and um yeah what's behind it bass what's behind the 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 weight cutting and the reduction in calories and all that stuff yeah so as you said when uh you first asked me which was probably about five six years ago i was about 90 you you hit the nail on the head. I was competing in the 90 kilogram class. So I was always sitting between 90 to 95. Um, Mm. And actually that was quite heavy for me. When I first started uh, training with weights at this height, I was 63 kilograms. So I'm not naturally a big guy. Um, So to be this size takes a lot of work with eating and training. uh, And I've kind of become a fanatic, (laughs) just like everyone in this room, in this industry. Um, So, so being, you know, 118 kilograms, which was my peak in weight and strength as well, um, was extremely uncomfortable for me. It was great for lifting a heavy barbell on the spot, but nothing else in life was nice. Um, 
yeah, 118 kilograms walking across the road, I'd get back pump and I'd need to take a seat and just rest because my back wasn't like a spinal injury. It was, uh, yeah, the, the erector spinae just filled up with blood and I'd cramp and I couldn't move. So I'd have to take a seat and just wait till that recovered a little bit, which isn't nice. Taking sh your t-shirt off is, I need help with from anyone else in the room. You have to take it off for me. Um, <laughs> uh, sleeping, I needed a CPAP machine because I, I snore too much when I'm a heavy body weight and it's just not healthy. Just overall, there's so many things I could I could list, but it's just not nice. Uh, it's really great to make great Instagram videos where you're lifting huge amounts of weight and it was a really nice feeling as well. I love the sport of powerlifting. I love the adrenaline involved in getting under a heavy barbell and, and pushing the body to do something that you couldn't do before. Um, and most other people in the world actually can't do either. It's a really nice buzz to, to have that. But there's so much more to life than than just standing on the spot and lifting heavy weight. And can we talk about that, some numbers for yeah, while yeah, you're at the right. top? I'm, I'm yeah. like sitting here going, what about was the weight loss? Because yeah. like, uh, <laughs> last year you you was it you squat 400? And I squatted 400 kilograms. 400 that was kilo. that was my most for a one rep max. Uh, but I was training myself to squat more in competition. Uh, I never lift the weights in training, I always lift more in competition and that's part of my deloading strategy and not beating myself up. And whenever I coach my super heavyweight athletes, it's, it's always saving the heaviest till competition day. Yeah. Um, so is there many people in Australia that can squat 400 kilos? There's a handful of people, not at my body weight. If I did that in competition, I would have been the lightest 400 kilogram squatter in Australia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it would have been a great achievement and I would have loved to have done it had there been a competition available, but with COVID, um, what was it to 2020 um, when I went as soon as COVID started and all the lockdowns began, I was training up for a competition in, in Melbourne. I was pro raw at the Arnold's in, in Melbourne and that got called off. And I thought, okay, um, I'll try and maintain my peak because I'm sure there'll be a competition a few months later. Uh, and of course, as we all know, there wasn't because COVID went for a lot longer than a few months. Uh, anyway, we kind of, we thought we saw the finish line with COVID and, and, uh, the competition was announced for the 2nd of October. So I gave myself 16 weeks. So that was this year, 2nd of October, where 2021. Yep. Uh, so I gave myself 16 weeks to prepare for this competition. So, um, you know, I moved from 210 kilograms and, and gradually put on a little bit more weight. So I got to 216 kilograms, uh, getting close to October. And then the, the lockdowns got extended and, and uh, there was uh, interstate guests that were also invited that it wasn't feasible to hold the competition because these were the main comp competitors. Like there's not a huge amount of competitors in, in Australia full stop. So we needed to get as many as we could all around the country. And the, the best competitors weren't able to come because of the lockdown. So they went from October 2nd to December something, I forget the date, but that was gonna be another 10 weeks, which would have meant for me a, a 26 week prep, which is half the year. And I've never really spent that long kind of eating food and being that heavy body weight and, and lifting super heavy weights for half a year. It's a lot on my body. It's a lot on my joints. And it's a, it's a huge commitment, not just on my body, but also my family as well, because to train like that is a very selfish thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole, my life revolved around it. And I've got two daughters, a wife and, and business partners and, and staff. And I've got so much going on to, to tell everyone to hold up because I've you know, training is my highest priority right now, um, as well as eating and everything else that comes with it. Uh, for half the year was very hard, but I committed to it anyway. I thought it might be the last one. I wanted to do this at the age of, by the age of 40, uh, 40 years old now. 
Um, and I thought that would be a great achievement to be able to achieve a thousand kilogram powerlifting total at the age of 40, uh, and then maybe kind of stop powerlifting after that. Anyway, um, the, the event coordinator put a notice out saying we're postponing again till April next year. And I just thought, you know what, I've had enough of, of walking around at this body weight, being uncomfortable, being selfish, being unhealthy <coughs> and everything else that comes along with it. So, uh, that's it. I just, as soon as I could, I just lost the weight. So I actually lost in the first month, I lost probably about eight kilograms. Yeah, well, uh, and it's not because I've got some uh, special weight loss program that we're none, about to launch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's none of that. Um, but it was actually because my body doesn't like being that big. And it's just very easy for me to just simply not eat as much. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't any, you know, people asking me how I'm training to support this fat loss and I'm training the same way, just not as heavy because I'm not as strong because I'm not as heavy. Yeah. Um, so I'm training the same way, which is the way that I've always, I've just loved training this way, which is lifting pretty much heavy weights for low reps, typical strength training with, with bias towards the powerlifting movements because that's what I'm good at. And I, I like training that way. Yeah. Uh, not because it's the best, it's more superior to fat loss than, than any other method. Uh, the, the best way to lose fat is intelligent approach to nutrition. Um, so, so that's pretty much all I did is I lost a lot of weight. And now I'll tell you, uh, I'm pretty comfortable. I can not only walk across the road, uh, but you know, I, I, can you take your own shirt off? I can, yeah. I can, which is a big one. I can, I can wipe my own butt as well. Um, things are looking up. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Um, and sprinting. Yeah. I used to uh, sprinting started, but that yeah. hurt me a lot yeah. at this old age. I'll tell you what, um, yeah, my knees hurt my, my everything, my ankles hurt. How does I don't boxing know. Feel? Boxing, to be honest with you, that's that's the sport that I am doing now. I, it's, it comes with a few aches and pains that I wasn't used to. I used to do boxing over a decade ago, but yeah. I stopped that in favor of powerlifting. So uh, I'm a lot slower than I used to be. Uh, How are your hands? No, they're fine. Really? Yeah, my wrist and I don't I'm even wrap my soft. hands anymore. Yeah. That's the least of it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, they're strong from lifting heavy weight, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my, my knees, my toes, weird things you know yeah. uh, things that i would never have thought was associated with with boxing but yeah my my back yeah um and it's just yeah i'm just so out of condition but yeah i've gradually gone from two days a week to three days a week to now four days a week i'd like to take that up to six days a week because that's just how i am with everything that i do i don't half-ass anything yeah um how's the saying go i full-ass everything <laughs> uh, so so that's what i'm doing with boxing I'm, I'm really prioritizing that now and that's not what i owe to the fat loss it's not the boxing i, was, yeah, I lost yeah. all of the weight before the boxing just through um eating less and i don't want to you know oversimplify it for the audience and say that's all you need to do to lose weight for me i i am very regimented with my nutrition protocols i eat a lot of good food uh, this time i just ate less of that good food. And now to put it into perspective and give you numbers, it's probably about 3000 to three and a half thousand calories per day. Whereas I used to be eating 6,000 calories per day. So wow. 6,000 calories a day is a full-time job lot, for me. A lot of food. Uh, and now all of a sudden I'm just not working as hard. Like it's easier yeah. for me to lose this weight. Yeah. And um, have you got a goal weight in mind that you want to get down to? I'm at my goal weight, which was a hundred kilograms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's um, my own personal barrier that I didn't want to get below. But now that I'm boxing and I'm watching myself and although I, I feel skinny compared to what I used to be, when I look at videos of myself boxing, it's kind of like, I look a little bit too big and stocky for this sport. Yeah. So I'm now even considering dropping another five kilograms. What do you weigh now? 100 on the dot. Yeah, right. yeah so 16 kilograms in the last three months. 
um, and I feel great. Mm. And I definitely, I, I used to snore when I was awake. Yeah. I used to just sit there. <laughs> it's like, what's happening to me? But I was, I was good at lifting barbells, and, and literally yeah. that is all. Yeah. Um, but, but now none of those little things, like people listening to this, would go, "What are you? What's this guy talking about? Life's not that hard." Well. Well, this is the thing. I mean, last there was the, the, there was a lot of talk about this in the media for the Olympic uh, Olympics because they were delayed a year because of yeah. COVID, and you had all these athletes peak, and and it's a big deal to peak your performance mm -hmm. for a big meet like that, like the Olympics, and then they had to sort of maintain it, and and it just threw everyone out, and everyone was bitching and complaining about it. But most of those people, other than that, maybe the fighters and the weightlifters, but very few of them had to maintain a ridiculous amount of unnatural weight, which yeah. throws a whole new element into it, which, as you say, is very unhealthy for one, but it's also just really uncomfortable. It's not just a matter of getting to the gym and, st and keeping your performance at that peak level. You just got to do you, like you can't escape it. You know, if, it, if you understand what a peak is. If, if we could maintain that peak for a long period of time, it's no longer yeah, called the peak. peak. Yeah, it's what it is. Right, yeah. Okay, so that's how it goes. It's like people, they see people lifting on Instagram or, you know, this is the, the, the beauty of social media. Um, that people get surprised. Why aren't you lifting the weight that you used to be able yeah, to lift? It's yeah. like, no, oh, it took a lot of preparation to be able to do that. And you just can't hold these levels of strength or performance for extend, extended periods of time. The body just doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's right. And, and that's actually a, a bigger... Uh, example and a much more difficult example is the Olympics and um, something that I talk more about beyond uh, uh, the capability of the human body is what you have to commit to in the remainder of your life to like how, how selfish I am just for little old powerlifting. These Olympic level athletes, I guarantee you, uh, you know, the, the arguments at home with the loved ones and the support that they need from everyone around them, not to mention a lot of these Olympic sports aren't even paid that yeah. well. Uh, you know, so they're, they're technically done for the love of the sport. Yeah. And we're expected to be, I shouldn't say we as if I'm an Olympic athlete, but high-level athletes are expected to commit that much to, to performing at a high level for, for that extended period of time. It, I don't want to say it's impossible because the Olympic athletes did it, but it's just not easy. Yeah, yeah I think for a lot of the like, people watching this would have gone through when they started a new sport, like particularly getting into strength training, you just get s such quick improvements and you feel like you're kind of peaking every week because you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger early on. But yeah, it's a very different game getting 10% stronger at a beginner level when you're just getting all these great neural adaptations happening quickly versus getting 10% stronger for you would be like at your peak would have been more, a, more than a year. It takes like, more than a year. <laughs> exactly. And, and like if you think about Olympic weightlifting, it's yeah. not a 10% gain. You no. think about the world record and it probably jumps by a couple of kilograms Yeah. Um, in four years. So 10% yes. so so per year is just not how so it works. Early anymore. on, if you feel like you're peaking, you're like, oh, you know, I can recover after that. That's no problem. It's like there's a very big difference between like when you're a beginner versus when you're at a, at a peak performance and then trying to. Yeah, peaking then. So totally new, a, newbie yeah. gains is what yeah. it's called, and yeah. it is a thing. Yeah, yeah um, so I keep trying new sports all the time. Every like year and a half, I just start a new sport because I'm like, oh, I don't want to do the hard work. You want to keep being a newbie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. keep getting those newbie gains <laughs> everywhere you yeah. go. Yeah. It's great for the ego. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right. absolutely. Have you spoken to Thor about um, how he feels after his weight loss? Is he feeling good? He feels amazing. I don't speak to him that much because I'm not involved in his his training, his, uh, moment, training yeah. because it's not about strength anymore. Yep. I do help him with any of the the strength program that he he needs yeah uh which is very minimal for, mm. for what he's 
currently doing. Yeah. He's spending majority of his time doing the important things, which is learning how to box. Mm -hmm. But when I when I did ask him about his body weight, I know he feels incredible. Um, I speak about a back pump. He used to get a pump in his calves, a pump in his quadriceps. He'd walk a small distance and, and need to sit down. He was very uncomfortable. Yeah, wow. So now I know he said he, he loved the difference. Yeah. He's a man of few words, um, yeah. but, but I guarantee you that's too hard to come back from for him to want to go back to strongman and, and get away from the way he's feeling at the moment mm. would be a, a too big of a commitment. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not speaking on his behalf and saying that he won't come back to strongman. I don't know what he'll want to do, but I just know um, from from personal experience from losing 16 kilograms, he's lost 50. Yeah. <laughs> he would feel amazing. And you've, yeah. it's very hard once you've been at that elite level. I don't speak from experience, but I can only imagine, even when I used to box, and when, then when I stopped boxing for a little while, I didn't really want to just go back and do it as a sort of once or twice a week thing. You just know that the moment you get in the gym, you start to really get indoctrinated back into that lifestyle and you're like, oh, I want to go go at this again properly, you know. And I think if you were at a, an, an elite level like that, yourself included, you know, to go back to it, it'll be very hard not to benchmark yourself against what you were doing at that elite level and kind of go, okay, well, that's where my expectation is. Let's see if I can get there again. Which is know? so hard on the ego. Yeah. And it's like to come back to even weight training from where he is now, Yeah, to come under, like I've given him programs where I've prescribed things like 200 kilogram squats, like the guy's best squat is 460 kilograms. Yeah. So to come under 200 and for it to feel difficult, yeah. It's so demotivating yeah. to know it's like, wow, I, I, this used to be nothing for me. You know, bench pressing 140 kilograms for him now, it's like just what most people are doing. Yeah, that's the yeah. gym bros, yeah. uh, golden weight. That's three plates aside. Yeah. For him, you know, his working weight normally is five to six, five plates aside. Yeah. To, to have to cut it back to that much is not a nice feeling. Yeah. So that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing. Like you said, you don't want to, uh, you know, when you've been at that level before, you know what it takes. And when you go into a new venture, you go all in. And so that's yeah. what he's done with, with boxing and yeah. yeah, and the weight training. I don't know what it holds for him in the future. Yeah, we'll see. And how about, what you? about you? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I was thinking. What about you for the future? I don't bro? know. Um, my, my goal, I said before, I kind of wanted to do one last comp at 40 years old and put a thousand kilograms on the board. Um, for that thousand, what would that the breakdown be for each of the lists? So, uh, four hundred. So I've I've done three uh, nine hundred ninety kilograms in training, which was four hundred kilogram squat, uh, two hundred fifty kilogram bench press, and then I so that would stay. And then my deadlift was a little bit sub maximal. I did three forty, so I'd need that to be a three fifty. So I've done all of these numbers in the gym, which is it doesn't matter because you need to do it in competition to make it count. So I'm not counting that at all. Um, but those were the numbers that I was confident that I was able to achieve. I was ready for it and I was holding that peak for as long as possible. And then it just got to a point, like I said, it's now the next competition is April 2022. So that was another five months, which oh, I could still brutal. compete then. But right now I can afford to and it could actually be a great off season for me. Sorry, I just got a little bit far away from the mic then. Um, it could actually be um, beneficial for my strength back off and give my body a little bit of a rest um, work on my cardiovascular fitness and and other fat facets of my performance and then come back and build a bigger base so that if i ever do come back to powerlifting which may happen who knows i'm not going to commit to it anymore i've done it too much i've done too much to my family my friends and everyone around me um, but if i did commit to it again i think that i'll be coming back with a much broader base so there's a saying the the 
pyramid will peak as high as the base is wide. So I'm doing a lot of base building at the moment. My strength, I still train weights four days a week. I'm boxing four days a week. So I'm training eight sessions a week. Yeah, that was which, one of the training principles that like having worked with you for so long was one of the biggest ones I took away, which was looking at a lot of people would kind of have a favorite lift or a favorite type of training and they'll just hammer that and hammer that. Like for you, I remember working with people who just had a huge bench press, but they wanted to get even bigger, but then they neglected doing shoulder work or neglect doing the horizontal pull aspects mm. and, and getting that system working together. And I think like that concept you have is just such a key principle for people who are trying to figure out training is like, okay, maybe taking a step away, looking at where you've been neglecting is actually going to then get you further of the goal that you originally had. Totally. There's so many levels to it. So it's structural balance is the way that I work. I learned that through um, Charles Poliquin was the first guy who introduced training for structural balance to me. And he did it in a very different way to the way that I do it currently. So for those who, who understand, you guys have done yeah, all yeah. Poliquin's work. Yeah. You can get that. So quick plug for him, even though he sadly passed away, but uh, you can Google that at home, Charles Poliquin structural balance. And he's got a whole bunch of percentages. So if your bench press is hundred kilograms, uh, all of the other lifts will be a percentage of that. And if they're not, and you work towards making them a percentage of that, then you'll be in balance and that'll make you stronger overall. So my, I don't do percentages like that because I believe everyone's got different proportions and techniques and styles and strengths and weaknesses. So I just use ratios of training your upper body as much as you train your lower body, training the front of your body as much as you train the back of your body. Uh, so we have a balanced physique. And a lot of people come to me, for example, I've, I've, I'm a, um, in the position where the, the athletes that come to me can already bench press like 200 kilograms, mm. uh, which is a funny position to be in. So I kind of see lots of really strong people. And, and usually these people come to me and it's like, how do you get a 200 kilogram bencher stronger? Uh, 99 times out of 100, it's not by doing more bench press. They're already doing that. It's yeah. the things that they're neglecting. So for most people, it's like, yeah, bench more. If you want to bench a lot, you've got to bench a lot. Um, but but these high-level athletes, they're already doing that and, and probably a little bit too much of it. Yeah. And they need to factor in structural balance. And, and I've used those principles to work with athletes of all different sports. Instead of thinking you've got to play the sport to understand the sport, step back from that and understand my job isn't to get people good at boxing or good at basketball or great at throwing a kick or, or shooting a free throw. My job as a strength coach is to develop a strong athlete that moves well and is free from injury. Then it's the job of the skills coach to develop their skills. And that's what I, I committed to. And that's what I started to understand. You know, I don't imitate movements in the gym that they're going to be performing on the, in the playing field. Uh, that's not a, a great idea, actually. So I specialize in what I specialize in. And that's the basis of my training is structural balance. So as I said, there's multiple levels of this. So I'm always working on structural balance, even as I'm peaking for a competition. But balance with health and lifestyle is a thing too. Uh, and it's not just balance within your body. It's balance within business, relationships, family. Uh, that's, that's a huge component to a lot of high-level athletes' success is they've got a lot of these facets of their lives taken care of. Um, and, and if you want to get good at something, at one thing, something's got to give. So you can't let that. So when I was speaking for powerlifting, everything's, everything's, uh, you know, in the back seat and I can't do that for a long time. Yeah. So, 
Uh, who, who knows what will come from this? I will never stop training with weights. I love strength training. Uh, it's what I'm about. I've invested a lot in a gym just like you guys have. So, And you've got it, the next generation doing strength training now. Absolutely. So those who've been following, I've got my, my 11-year-old daughter is into the weights as well. And she's becoming a, quite the social media star at the moment, <laughs> um, which I love. And, uh, you know, it's a fine line between you know, my, my competitive nature to get her to go all in with it. But it's like, that's not what kids are all about. They want to still have a bit of fun. And, yeah. and actually, it's important for kids to have a fun. And this is something that I know a lot about this, this pyramid peaking high and building a base. That base building for a child is all about playing a diverse range of different sports, not just committing it to just one sport, which is what the way that I train. It's the whole boring approach. If you want to get good at something, you do it. And try not to do everything else at the same time because that's when things get muddled up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, for children and, and for her, uh, that's a whole new topic altogether. Yeah. But but that's part of base building as well. There's so many levels to to building this base, and I do believe that uh, it's something that I was I was hugely against back in the day was cardiovascular fitness. Uh, but when you're snoring when you're awake, uh, you know your resting heart rate is through the roof. Your blood pressure is through the roof. Like people started saying to me that I was a little bit more red than usual. And on my social media posts, it's like, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm lifting a heavy weight. But then it's like, yeah, there's not a big weight on my body at the moment and I'm still red. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not good. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's right. My blood pressure was high and I kept on saying, no, it's because I'm a powerlifter. It's like, yeah. what, that's not a very good example to set. It's not a very good reason to to be red. Yeah. It's not a very good thing to be red. You, you got to be healthy, you know, without health, you're, you're nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel good. I don't know if I'll, I want to go back to being 116 or 118 kilograms yeah, again. You look good, man. Thank you. you I appreciate that. You're yeah. looking good too, mate. Thank you, mate. you know, you're, you're older than me, but you don't look it, which I'm a little bit jealous of. <laughs> He's older than but me. We'll, and he but we'll move on. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I've got my hat on to, to shield the, the, the true age. Yeah, no, no that's, that's awesome. fantastic. And it's really nice to um, to watch that evolution of your sort of training and family and business. And I could get you in and get you to talk about the evolution of your business for, for a freaking hour in and of itself. Uh, Which we but, probably um, will do. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Then, Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> for those of you that have enjoyed that talk and uh, want to learn more about what Bass does, he can be found on Instagram at Australian Strength Coach for more training related information and you can enroll in any of Bass's amazing courses at strengthsystem.com so go and check it out and as always Bass it's been a pleasure having you on the show and where, Phil as well where are they going to be able to find your new personal training software and when's it going to launch yeah I'll advertise the hell out of that so um, it's probably going to be launching in the next two to three weeks and I'll be posting it all over my Instagram so that's oh, the beauty of my stuff. Instagram I kind of do everything there so yeah, it'll be in my awesome. it'll no doubt be in the link in my bio for that. But I'm very excited for that. Thanks for mentioning yeah, that. Awesome. Ah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And thanks, Phil, for joining us. Um, we'll see you on the next show, Bass. See you guys soon.